Hello there. Welcome back to Chaotic Corp. I am your host, Jordan. I'm joined by his co-host, Tristan. And we we didn't just watch it. We watched it, like, earlier this morning. Currently, we started, we started recording this, what, five hours after we watched yeah. it? Um, so, yeah. And then right after we watched the season finale of Season 7 of The Clone Wars, which is the end of the entire series... Um, until it's continued on in Rebels, which that's already been done. Uh, after that, we watched episode three, and we wanted we were sitting there, we were discussing how we want like a supercut of episode three mixed in with that final arc of the Clone Wars. Um, but I feel like you had something you wanted to say, Jordan. I, I feel like I took the intro from you. No, no, I'm just listening to you. Um, yeah, we were gonna do that video. Um, I feel like a lot of people have done that, but um, I feel like we, you know we could do it for fun, you know, um, because there's also different versions out there. Uh, you know, people might think this scene goes with here, that scene goes with there. But, anyways, yeah, everyone um, has a uh, different perspective on things, and yeah, that's the it's it's a beauty and it's a horror of different directors and, and writers and all that good stuff that you, you have different perspectives coming in you see the the writers and the well mainly just the writers for the legends of star wars it's completely different from the views of the directors like jj abrams and ryan johnson who directed the sequels you know there's different views on the same art piece you know two people can look at a piece of art and get two different things out of it. Right, right. So, you know, like if I were to edit a supercut about, you know, mixing the final arc with Star Wars Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, it's going to be different from someone else's supercut from it. As some people would think that that whole thing with like Ahsoka, and I'm, I'm, I'm referencing Episode Eleven here when she feels or hears the voices of Anakin and Windu and Sidious. Some people would see that as it's happening at the same time. If you ask me, it happened after, you know? Yeah. I but, think I was going to agree with you there too. It all, it, it all happened like really fast in her head. Um, and it looked like Maul, Maul was given like a soak of weird looks like, you know, cause they're the only force wielders there that, Hey, do you feel that too? Because I definitely feel it, you know, and plus that's my old master's plan. Like, I know that something's about to happen around this time. You know, like, you've got to feel that. Yeah, um, and it's, it's also kind of like I kind of told you that this was going to happen. Right. Um, and there was there was one there was one thing and throughout, throughout this entire season that we've been doing this. I've been avoiding watching other people's um, videos and comments on the whole season so that everything that comes from this podcast is original. Um, and I'm not saying if you, if you've done that, I'm not saying if that's, if that's a bad thing, I was making sure that I wasn't leaking any other information from like star Wars theory or the other wave guy. Right. Um, so I was right. avoiding all that. So we, it would just be my opinion that comes from me. Um, right. but, but, but for this episode, I made the exception. Uh, I looked, I watched an episode of I think I think it was Star Wars Theory did a thing where he was like 
he put the timestamp of wherever he was at so his subscribers can watch with him, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, but there was one, the first, the top comment said, who else got Starkiller vibes when Maul destroyed that entire hyperdrive thing? Oh, and right. I legit, I legit told you that when we were watching it. I'm like, dude, that's 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 some Starkiller Force Unleashed stuff right there. He was really showing his strength right there. He he really was. I don't was. think he ever really has done anything like that before. Mainly just lightsaber duels, you know, showing his abilities and his skills, but never really in the force. And I I actually really appreciate that. Yeah, I did too. He he was mainly when we see him in the Phantom Menace and most of the Clone Wars series, the, the episodes that he was in, aside from these ones, of course, he he was mainly just a duelist. He he only used his lightsaber and and that's another thing that i think we didn't touch up on on episode 10 they actually motion captured the original guy for that whole fight scene and episode was his name? 10 ryan no it's ryan it's it's ray park oh ray park yeah right and i think i pointed that out to you um his movements were very I was like, wait, that looks very familiar. Yeah, you point um, when we were watching the episode, you pointed it out to me as like, yeah, that looks like that looks like original Phantom Menace Darth Maul. And then later on I find out that it was actually it actually was motion captured, you know, Phantom Menace Darth Maul. Uh so I thought that was that was really interesting. Number one, how they did how they did that. And it's they just they just brought back even more of my childhood, basically. Right, right. Um, this episode was very, very emotional, I'll be honest with you. It really was. Uh, but honestly, I want to say I felt more emotions coming from episode 11 than I did episode 12. Not to say that episode 12 was bad. I, I loved episode 12. I just, the whole Rex crying thing was it really punched me in the gut and he did it, it really again he did it again in 12 but at that point i was expecting it you know like yeah because when sidious executed order 66 i expected him to go full on killer mode you know so when he actually right. turned back well once he dropped his helmet turned back he started shaking i was like oh okay this is he's actually he's actually conscious of what he's doing you know that that hit me a different way than it did when he was crying in episode 12 because you at that point i expected him to be crying because he was saying that they're all prepared to die and all that that he would he was coming to terms with raising a gun against his own brothers you know right so at and, that point, and honestly, it still it still was emotional. Don't get me wrong, no, but the definitely. reason the reason why his crying scene in episode eleven hit me was because I didn't I didn't see that coming at all. It was very right. dramatic, and I neither did I. Um, it was very good directing. Yeah, Dave Filoni is is a is a genius. Honestly, like the only. The, the two people who should be in charge of Star Wars is Dave Filoni and George Lucas. Like, they... And, and I didn't... J.J. Abrams wasn't the worst. Um, and I even said some, things, some good things about 
The Last Jedi, even though that wasn't much. But when it comes down to George Lucas and Dave Filoni, I think those two are one of, like two of the best people to create stories for Star Wars. What do you think about J.J. Abrams, though? J.J. Abrams, uh, he's not the absolute worst. See, the Force, the Force Awakens was, in my opinion, and I've heard that the fan base is actually split up on this. There's people who absolutely hate it. There's people who absolutely love it. I'm one of those people who absolutely love it. Um, right. And it's just, it's, the, the story skeleton is the exact same from A New Hope. Some people see, see that as plagiarism. I see that as like an Easter egg. You know, he still had his own original thing. I, I liked it. However, his job in The Rise of Skywalker was a bit choppy, admittedly. But at the same time, you also have to think, he has to, he has the job that he had to do for Rise of Skywalker. It was, it was a hard job. He had, he had to close out the entire, you know, series, close out the entire Star, Skywalker saga, while right. also retconning all of Ryan Johnson's mistakes. There, yeah, I was, I was just about to say that. Like, he had to fix that, those mistakes. Exactly. Um, so yeah. so as far as you know you can't I can't judge him for the choppy work on The Rise of Skywalker because there he had there was so much pressure there you know it, it really it's was. It, it's I, I personally as a writer I don't know what I would do if another writer did something as bad as uh, the last Jedi and then I'd had to fix it I personally do not know how I would do that you know, so I can't fault him too much for the sorry for uh, Rise of Skywalker, but right. him, but his work with the Force Awakens, and honestly, if you're talking about him as a director in general, he he also directed um, eleven twenty two sixty three, the original Cloverfield. Um, there's other movies as well, but honestly, everything everything that I've seen him direct, I, I loved. So if you're talking about him as a director. He's amazing, and if you're talking about him as a as a person who creates stories for Star Wars, I think he's pretty good as well. I just think that he drew the short straw when it came to the Rise of Skywalker. Come to think of it, I think he actually directed all of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean's. <laughs> oh, really? Now that I think about it, yeah, I think I. Um... Now, of course, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, do those yeah the pirates of the caribbeans th those were those were pretty good except for like the last two i mean yeah except for the last two the second the last... to last the second to last one which i think was on stranger tides that one wasn't too bad it was still a that little whack bad. but that last one where it's the dead man tell no tales it was just like what am uh, i watching was... and like yeah, i was like not... <laughs> i don't know about this one chief this doesn't <laughs> no um I, I just don't know what I was watching. I, I hesitated to finish it, and I'm like, I might as well, because this is going to be the end of the entire uh, franchise. So I, I just bit my tongue and finished it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was not the, the greatest movie out there. I, I think the first three were pretty amazing. They were pretty amazing. And they, they actually all like intertwined together. Yeah, and then on Stranger Tides, like I said, it was a bit whack, but I still liked it, you know. But that that last one was that was a doozy. Uh, right. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, back to back to this. We closed out the entire Skywalker saga with this last episode of the Clone Wars. Like we we didn't close it out, but that was the last installment when it came to uh what, what's it release? You know, like basically, like the the last installment would be the Rise of Skywalker, um, and the final the final chapter that was ever told to us was the ending of the Clone Wars in Ahsoka's perspective. And I'm. I'm glad that they actually ended up doing that. Um, I would have, I feel like I would have liked to see more Darth Vader than we originally did, but that whole episode, man, the music was. Oh, the music was spot really, on. Really, really set the mood. And I didn't think that I, they could get. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't think they could get any better than the music that they'd had in. Was it episode eleven? Was it episode eleven or twelve? Did not 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 twelve. Sorry, it was either ten or eleven that had like the best music that we commented on. I think it was ten. It was ten. Yeah, it was ten. I remember because they were loading Maul into the ship. Um, no, no, no. Eleven was when they were loading him in. It oh, then then it was eleven. I, bro, it's been I've been awake for for quite a while now. I've been awake for a while too. Yeah. So. Forgive us for, for so we can watch this. <laughs> forgive us for this, this just just all of this. Um, so yeah, I didn't think they would get any better than what they did with episode eleven in terms of music wise, you know. But this episode definitely proved me wrong in that aspect. It, it was everything was beautiful, and I, I I'm pretty sure it was John Williams again. Who does? I don't think it could be anybody else, in my opinion. It really could not be anyone else. I think John Williams is like the only person for Star Wars. You know, the man, the man's a genius. But the way that they put the music, it was everything was perfect. But I'm sorry, I, I interrupted what your statement was. Do you want to continue on with that? Yeah, it's all right. Um, I was just saying, you know, the music made it really set the mood. It was, it couldn't have gotten any better than that. Um, the whole episode was just, I was on the edge of my seat, you know, I mean, I knew the characters wouldn't die, but I was on the edge of my seat, like, are they eventually gonna have to kill some of his men, you know, or is Maul gonna, like, slaughter everybody, um, you know, I was, I really was on the edge of my seat. See, that's what um, I thought was gonna happen, was that, yeah, we can, we can't kill them because we... Because we know them and everything, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, right. yeah, I get that, but they're a huge problem. So I was like, maybe they're Maul will huge. come in with, like, a few extra walls and, you know, like, take care of a few things, you know? Like, I really want that to happen, but at the same time, I'm like, they're kind of a problem when it comes to our main plot here, you know? Right. So... But yeah, with, with Maul, like one thing that that wasn't answered for me, which honestly we may have been reading it, reading too much into it, um, from the very beginning, was who was the pilot in right. episode ten? Right, they never showed us, unfortunately. <laughs> they never showed us. It, it probably was someone from Rebels. You know, maybe it, that I was. It was a Mandalorian ship, so I didn't. It was it, a Mandalorian ship. Yeah, I thought it was. But now that I'm looking at it more, it, it probably I think it was. Um, you saw like a little shadow. Um, but then you know you gotta remember he like blew everybody off 
once he was getting ready to leave. Yeah, he was like coming to battle with them, and then he, you know, he was like, "Yeah, good luck." (laughs) Right. So I'm like, "Why would a Mandalorian help you when you blew off the entire freaking army?" Pretty much, you know. But one of our theories last time was there was Rafa and Trace, and then there was Juno Eclipse. And unfortunately, we, we never got the answer to this, so that leaves me with two conclusions. Either one, it wasn't that important. It was just probably some random character, you know, just we really like... We were reading too much into it, honestly. Or it was someone who was already introduced in Rebels that, we, that me and Jordan are both ignorant about because the only thing we've seen from Rebels was the Ahsoka versus Vader and the... Um, Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan. And, of course, there's the Inquisitors flying. Right. The Inquisitor flying was total whack. I haven't actually seen the whole thing of Ahsoka with Darth Vader. Oh, you Um, haven't? I haven't seen that entire clip because I don't really want to spoil it for myself. Because I do intend on watching Rebels, whether it be with myself or with you. I think you said that you would. did. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Um, we would just have to, like... You know, schedule each episode of the season. Be like, you know, what are we, you know, like right. how are we doing this? Are we doing like half a season here, another half a season there? We'd have to, you know, figure out what we're doing. Right. But either way, you know, we'll we'll watch Rebels at at some point. We we just don't know anything from Rebels at the moment, so. Right. I feel like I, the, uh, I feel like if people, if it is someone from Rebels, they're they're gonna be in the comment section. Like it's obviously so and so from Rebels. I don't know why these people don't know. Call themselves Star <laughs> Wars fans. You know. Oh, I hate to see that. <laughs> I would hate to see that too. But at the same time, we kind of asked for it. You know, we we don't we do did. all we of did. our research going into this. But either oh, way, commentary is good though. Yeah, it is. We learn knowledge is good. <laughs> You mean you mean uh, um, criticism? Criticism. Criticism. Is good. There we go. Right. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. I remember I got ripped in half with that first uh, gameplay video. You're like, yeah, it's pretty crappy. It's it's trash. <laughs> I did not say that. You kind of did. No, I did not. I just haven't watched the full thing yet. Right. Right. But um, we're we're, we're sidetracking here. I'm I'm very very sorry about that. So we get to a point where, well, first of all, I, I just, my entire brain, brain just crashed. Yeah, yeah. Let's cause... talk about the fact that they weren't able to save Jesse. Now, were you as stuck on Jesse as you were with Rex? Not really. I mean... I didn't know Jesse all that well. I knew Rex very well. I didn't know right, Jesse all that well. Um, but they all they all died in the crash. Basically, no one you know no one killed Jesse. Um, and that was definitely it, it did hit me a little bit when I did see his helmet amongst the ones it that were hung up. It did hit me a little bit too. But I honestly the, wasn't too heartbroken about it. I was no. like, oh crap they they the, killed they killed Jesse. Um, the thing that got me was you see Rex, like, taking a shovel. Like, they got onto a ship. We'll, let's get back to that. Um, but they got on a ship. They landed near the crash site. And they – you see Rex walking away with towards the ship with a shovel. And um, 
parts of a droid that had actually saved them. Um, I guess they're going to try and rebuild them. Um, we'll also get back to that. Um, but then you see Rex, like, look over towards Ahsoka, and she's just sitting there, or standing there, just looking at the burial site that they had dug for each and every troop. And that was her, uh, her troop, her squad, too. Yeah. Um, and, you know... She she had pretty much a relationship since she was young, probably with a lot of those clones, those men, and it was really just upsetting. It it, it did hit me when I saw all those. They they did what they did in what was it episode six where the Ewoks would put the helmets on top of sticks, but in this scenario they put it over top of um where they had put the bodies where they had buried the bodies. Yeah, um, and it's especially heartbreaking seeing the uh, the face paint, because that yeah. that whole that whole face paint thing was to declare like loyalty to Ahsoka because they because they believed in her, and they also had a personal relationship with her. So it was just it was heartbreaking to see all of them just kind of forced to try to kill her, you know. It's just and, and Rex and, and that that whole scene where where Rex was like. You know she she's not a Jedi. I feel like they weren't wanting to kill her at that point. You know, I don't think so either. Because like I, honestly, at any other time that they would have, they would have they would have opened fire. You know, I feel like they were also trying to look for an answer as well, not to kill her. But at the right. exact same time, their inhibitor chips would counter that and. The only thing they could do is stand down for a moment to try to reason and fight the urge to do it. Right, and I think Rex was mainly the only one who really, really tried because he was there since uh, the very beginning with her. Right. Um, when she was, what, like 12, I think? I think I think she was 14 when the Clone Wars started. She was 16 when she left the Order. I saw that. So, and she was definitely a bit older, so I would say, I'd say they, they've known each other for about four years, but only, like, were in personal contact for two of those years, but... During war, you get to be friends with, like, the most random people that you never thought that you would be friends with, you know? Right. So, you can kind of understand, even though that was only two years, you gotta understand that whole mentality like you're with them every single day pretty much during those two years because you're in a squadron you know that's uh that's luke's i'm pretty sure luke's squadron was the 501st wasn't it you're talking about anakin's or what did i say luke you said luke i meant i meant anakin it's fine it's fine it's listen i I literally said sidious revealed sidious on one of our episodes so (laughs) You know, oh. you, you're not you're not too far off the mark, all right? Right. But yeah, it was his battalion, and um, you know, she was his uh, padawan, so they pretty much were there together during the entire two years. So of course, you know, he would definitely try to resist, probably more than anybody else on that whole ship. Exactly. Um, and he even showed that because he was crying because he was like aiming his gun he was like i don't know what's happening 
and and I like I like his quick thinking, um, which really got me thinking uh, when he said find fives. Um, I feel like he suspected like, something was going to happen. Right. Yeah, he, he was he like said he doesn't know what's going on with these inhibitor chips, but he even they, said that he knew about it though. No one else really knew about it except for him, Anakin, fives and Tup. Yeah, and he knew you the know? nature. He knew the nature of the inhibitor chips where they couldn't it would make them obey a certain order or some right. other type of order you know he said it he said it was order 66 but he didn't know what it meant yeah and here's the other thing is that they all knew who sidious was they, they called him by his name multiple times so right. i feel like i feel like that that um inhibitor chip was programmed loyalty to this individual called lord sidious and right. i feel like that's how they knew so it was like in their brains but it wasn't really in their brains if that makes sense yeah it was all pretty much the chip almost like a chip in a computer kind of you know like the clones didn't know who sidious was until order 66 happened and then they hit in the inhibitor chip activated and said yeah this is who sidious is this is who you're loyal to you know right but um yeah so this this is final episode they found one singular shuttle cuz they they couldn't they couldn't escape on the escape pods because they, they destroyed them all. them all yeah and Maul shut down the hyperdrive when they were in mid hyperspace and then they they showed up at this one planet we don't know what planet it is because at first it's all sand and then at the end it's all snow. So it's confusing. I was thinking that it was Tatooine for a second because because I was I didn't at first I didn't see a shuttle that Maul eventually ended up stealing from them. Um, I was thinking that maybe it was uh, Tatooine for some reason, um, but. I don't know what made me think that. I, I guess just the look of it. And, right. And, and I, I mean, like they, they honestly, like... They know what planet that was, too. Yeah, I feel like they expected us to know what planet that was. Maybe it was a thing in Rebels. Maybe. It's very possible. But but the at the exact same time, it just seemed... I don't know. The, the entire nature of the planet was weird. But And then Maul escaped on the shuttle. And, and the coolest thing happened next as he was flying away. Ahsoka decided, I said, as, as soon as I saw him flying away, I, I knew what was going to happen. I said, Ahsoka's going to grab that and pull it. And she did. And she did for, for the was, longest time. And they, they were fighting right. back and forth. Just Maul was trying to get away. And Ahsoka. Maul was going full speed, too. He was. Uh, and, and Maul is so filled with fear that. Yeah, he he was determined. Like, I don't know how to how to describe it. Like, Ahsoka doesn't know anything about Sidious. All she knows is that the clones turned on her. But Maul knows everything. You know, he's been tortured by Sidious, so he has that like PTSD type of crap, which we've seen throughout this entire season. You know, right? So he's drilled. He's drilled with like both. Sorry, not, not drilled. What was it? Fueled. Fueled with both determination 
fear and also his passion is to you know I, f- I forgot where I was going with that <laughs> forgot where I was going with that um <laughs> he was you mean trying to get away like no no that, he like, he, oh, he, he had he had a passion he had a passion to like battle like to thrive basically you know right. he does he do, he never wants to admit defeats so I guess that goes along with determination. So let's say it's both determination and fear that he's trying to get away. And then she eventually does let him go because I think uh, Rex was struggling. Rex got shot like once or twice and then she just had to let him go and defend Rex. I don't know. See, Maul was all keen on teaming up. And then when she let him go... I figured maybe he was going to let them get on the ship with him. But then I was like, that's not really something Maul would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't think. I mean, he, I he didn't think that at all. Like he would have, though. He made it seem like he would have, though. Because he said that, you know, only Perhaps. working together can defeat this thing. Perhaps. Yeah. But at this point, he just wants to survive. Right. And also, Ahsoka is so, like... If Ahsoka teamed up with him, or at least like was a bit nicer when she let him out, then maybe. But her her whole thing with him, she was like, "Yeah, you're just a distraction. All right, I'm not here to help you. You're probably gonna die. That's what I'm aiming for. But you know, I just want you to go right. cause some chaos. That's basically how she was. She was very cold, which I'm not saying yeah, that she, she literally did say go cause some chaos." Yeah, and she. I'm not saying that she didn't have any right to be cold to him, you know. But at the same time, from his perspective, I, I'm just, I don't know. She, she was a very difficult person to team up with. So I right. didn't think for a second that he was going to come back and be like, "Yeah, just get on board. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, fine." Yeah. So. Especially not for not not for a Jedi or gray Jedi, whatever you would consider her. I mean, she's technically a gray Jedi. Let's be honest here. Right at this point, I feel like maybe. Um, how about those skills that she used when? Okay, so there. Okay, so there's these droids that were helping them escape. Um. Then they got to the part where they're on the the main hangar floor, where all the ships would be. Right. One of the droids lets down like two lifts straight down, knocking like a a big chunk of them out. Um, didn't kill them or anything. He just like dropped the floor like right below them. Yeah, either like, either few, knocked like, them out feet. or at the same time, just kept them down there so they couldn't really do much. Right. So then, so then, um, then they end up getting back up because they, they, uh, had reworked the terminals that were downstairs and they brought themselves back up and then they're getting shot from like, uh, like all different angles and, you know, Ahsoka's deflecting while, uh, Rex is stunning them. He's not killing them, but he's stunning them. Um, and then she throws her sabers down at each side, uses oh. the force, spins around, creates a hole, and then they just drop so that they, you know, can get away. Uh, I, I thought that was really cool. 
that was really cool, especially like the quickness of it was really, and I feel like that was also a reference to a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where they didn't quite do that whole like little force thing that they did or that that, that she did, but Anakin and Obi Wan escaped from Grievous and the ship at a certain point by creating a hole in the floor where they did was they took each of their sabers and then cut a circle around them really quick, but they didn't do what she did where she just threw her sabers and then used the force to cut a hole below her, you right. know? So I feel like that was a reference, but at the same time it was, it was really, it was really cool how she did that. And the other thing that I was sad about was when that one droid got shot, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's so sad. And then once they got up to the other three. Yeah. Once they got up to the, I think there was four in total. Because, like, one one droid got shot, and then there was, like, three of them around this one ter- terminal. And then the clone or stormtroopers went up to it. And they kind of looked at them, and I'm like, they're not going to kill them all. They're not going to kill them all. Don't don't tell me they're going to kill them all. All of a sudden, they open fire, and you hear the droids scream. I'm like, come right. on. Like, that my was, heart broke. That was a- that was a that was a loss right there, yeah. Yeah, my my heart broke when that. And I know that they're just droids, but at the same time, it's just like when you, when you grow a very up. Very big part in this whole series. You're not they wrong do. for caring, honestly. They Even they the really do. Once in, once in you grow up, have personalities. The battle droids are funny. I mean, like once they die, it's just more of like a like a funny thing because because they're just saying like uh oh and you know just like oh this again you know it's just. The battle droids have a funny personality. Right. But when it comes to, like, especially astromedic droids, if you grow up, like, knowing R2-D2, and, you know, he just has such a character, like, his relationship with C-3PO and other humans around him. Like, it's mainly Luke that he has, like, a relationship with. You you just... It's just you see the droid as another character, kind of like another human being, but not really... So to see like three astromedic droids get like straight up executed, it was just, it, it was like a gut punch. It was not, I didn't, I didn't feel right seeing that, but at the exact same time, that's what the Clone Wars is, you know, right. they, they show, you know, things that you, you don't really see on a kid's show, you know? And I thought that we were done with that after Maul beheaded two people with, with a, with a piece of a freaking wall, but right. You know, um, it was. But there's an upside to it because I think that the one droid that really had a personality uh, was Cheap. His name was Cheap. And side note, he was actually voiced. That that droid Cheap was actually voiced by Dave Filoni, um, which I thought was kind of cool. Just a little, you know, cool little tidbit. Cool, yeah, cool little little Easter egg there. Yeah. Um, and there's something about that droid. Like, I feel like they expected us to know who that was, too. Maybe he's in Rebels. Um, but there's an upside, because you see, when they eventually escaped off of a Y-Wing, um, you see Rex, after they had buried all the bodies, um, all the troopers, you see, like, that same droid in the back. All, like, his parts were all, like, put together. But, like, you could tell that they weren't screwed in. So, like, obviously, you know, they were just picking the parts up and going somewhere to repair them. Um, right. Which I thought was nice. Um, so, 
but yeah, that that whole scene was upsetting where they just killed the droids. Yeah, it really it really was. It was Yeah, it just it just did broke my heart, you know, seeing and hearing that. Right. But um, um going, you know, going from there, that that whole scene where Ahsoka was dropping from the sky. I'm just yeah, re- I'm going to rewind. Yeah, yeah, free falling was you said this was like I don't remember what your what your what your exact words were, but your message was this is oh you you said this is so intense, like it, 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 really it was, was it was like intense. it was like a movie, it was like a like a two minute thing, but it was like it felt like it was like ten minutes. It really did, um, and it just she was constantly trying to get into the Y wing, and it just wasn't working out. And eventually she, was she did. Jumping off of walls that were falling, she was force pushing stuff out of the way. Um, and then she finally grabbed a hold of it, or she was really close to the Y-Wing, and then he had to, like, pull away because they were going to end up, like, hitting some debris, and then she ended up just, like, jumping onto that and then jumping off. And then you just, you know, in the midst of all the chaos, you see her just free-falling, trying to get away, and then you just see this giant ship. Um, I don't remember what they're called. Uh, the... They're not Star Destroyers, but what are they? Republican Republic Cruisers? Cruisers? There we go. Um, you just see this whole big cruiser just on fire, going down with all these men in it, and it's really something to take in. It's really like wow, like all this chaos. You know, Order sixty six. It's got another side to it. You know, exactly. And it's and we finally saw it. Yeah, we we saw we saw it from like one more perspective than than we usually. Did because the only two perspectives that we've seen from living Jedi were Yoda and Obi Wan. If you don't count Cal, which right. with Cal was also was also very dramatic and also very chaotic. Because I feel like you, Cal was canon, isn't that canon? I believe it is. Uh, I believe the okay, the Fallen good. Order is canon. So that's good. I gotta finish it. <laughs> <I> gotta... <laughs> I got. I got to finish it too. Like I'm not even into the first planet. Well, actually, I'm at the first planet, but I'm like at a gate that I don't know how to open. So I'm just sitting there, just kind of like waving, like, "Hey, can you let me in?" Uh so. Right. Bunch of noobs. But yeah. So aside aside from Cal, we only see the Order sixty six from two two living Jedi, which is. Obi Wan and Yoda, and we saw we saw their battles with Anakin and Sidious. Um, and them going to the Jedi Temple and all that. I figured that we would have seen a uh, a scene where she saw the message coming from the Jedi Temple, but we did not get that. I thought we would have seen that too. I would have appreciated that. But, um, you know, the whole scene, it's two scenes, but put it together, you know, they're there with, uh, with the troops that they buried, the, the helmets were above ground, and then I guess it's maybe due to the condition of the helmets that they were in, I'm going to say it might have been like 10 years 
or maybe more rebels um, happens 15 years later i believe okay, well then... so and i believe that's when i think ahsoka came in maybe the second season i'm not sure uh, i don't think she comes in the first season but either way anakin and ahsoka or vader and ahsoka don't come in contact again until rebels so let's say that's 15 years later this thing could have been anywhere from a year actually could have been anywhere from like I'd say half a year to 15, you know, couldn't right. happen between any of those. We, we see this, we, we see the same planet, the exact same place, the burial grounds but where Ahsoka dropped. Yeah. Or Ahsoka dropped her lightsaber, but the climate completely changed. You know, they got snow troopers. They got, I don't know why stormtroopers are there. If they already had snow troopers, which that was kind of weird. Saw, like two stormtroopers. Yeah, there was there was two um, stormtroopers and then there was two snowtroopers. No, 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 there was four snowtroopers. Either way, we saw the exact same place except the weather was like the exact opposite from what we last saw it. And then we saw Vader go up to the lightsaber that was left behind and ignited it, looked at it, and then he had to make sure that it was hers. Yeah, um, and I feel like he was either hunting her down or looking for redemption. Because in the in the early days of Vader, he, he struggled with going between the, the dark and the light. Right. Um, so it could have been him looking for a redemption. It could be, it could have been like, you know, the personality of Vader trying to snuff out the last flame that was Anakin Skywalker and trying to kill his old apprentice because after after the whole thing with like obi-wan and after the whole thing with padme i feel like one he'd be hunting down obi-wan but basically the only two things that are living of anakin skywalker is obi-wan which he could have presumed dead uh, at a point right and ahsoka so if he you know killed those last two remaining things of Anakin's life, then there's no way Anakin can resurface. Right. I saw um, her drop that lightsaber and I instantly thought, I think she's trying to fake her death. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know um, if it was intentional. Uh, it could have been. I don't been. know either. Cause it, it, there's mixed feelings. You thought one thing and I thought another. Right. And, and that goes to what I said from the very beginning of this podcast is that you could see Two people could see the same thing, but also see two different things at the same time. So while you're right. seeing it as she faked her death, I'm seeing it as that she just kind of left her whole life behind. Like that lightsaber was a um, a symbol of her old life and who she used to be. And now she's an exiled she's not even part of the council or not part of the council, part of the Jedi anymore. So she's even less than, you know, Obi-Wan or Yoda. Right. So she's Um, just, she's just trying to leave that life behind. And then later on, she'll probably seek out the gray Jedi order, you know, seek out her own way of the force. And then she'll find the gray Jedi order and she'll construct her own lightsabers rather than, them giving well, she her a lightsaber. She kept she kept the one. I don't know if it was the short one or the long one. I can't remember. I think it was the short one because 
that because the short one had a smaller hilt and the hilt that she dropped looked bigger to me so yeah i feel like she she dropped the longer one because she could she could have kept the smaller one for like as a as a weapon yeah i guess that the other one but then again that's just going off of my perspective it could be also be your perspective where she just tried to fake her death which would make sense, I, and and, and I none of us. Going both ways. Yeah, and it's it's not like one of us is wrong. It's just that we have different perspectives. Yeah. It's so just, it, it depends know, on whatever fair. Dave Filoni was thinking, um, which it could it could be a little bit of both, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking now. It could be a little bit of both. Um, but I just wanted to like point out, you know, then you transfer from them looking at the gravesite, then you see it's all snowy and white and then you see a foot step down and then it walk past and then you see storm two stormtroopers in the back just look up and look over at the same time and then you see it's Darth Vader and he's walking over towards that little site and then you see the condition that one of the helmets was in um, it was all cracked and a little bit not bleached i would say but a little you know scratch marks from probably from weather all that good stuff yeah it was faded Um, yeah and then you see him just pick up the lightsaber and then him just like ignite it look at it you know put it back in the sheath or sheath it would that be the correct terminology yeah i think so yeah and then the the whole scene especially with the music it was those two scenes. That's where I um, started like crying a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Like who didn't? Honestly, <laughs> I was just like, damn. The you know it's finally all over, and now we're finally getting into the Galactic Republic or Galactic Empire, I guess you would say. Yeah. At um, the same era. time, it's also ending because that's the last. That's the right. last chapter to the Skywalker saga. I mean, we do have. The Mandalorian season two, or is it called seasons? I almost said chapter two, yeah, but I realized the episodes are called two. chapters. Um, but the the Mandalorian doesn't have anything to do, as far as we know, doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalkers. Now we do have Ahsoka coming back for Mandalorian season two, but at the same time, I just don't think it's gonna have anything to do with the Skywalkers, but. We we might see actually now now that I, I think I about it now that I think about it that I don't want to say too much on right now, we may actually see more of the Skywalkers, but that that's to that's to be seen, that's to be seen. Ooh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, that would be nice. That, that would be, be nice. very nice. Um, but I was gonna say we might see a Darth Vader, but probably not. Like even in Rogue One, we only saw him for what maybe like two minutes um and then like it, one time in, in in another scene where he's all like disassembled and he's just healing himself in a chamber yeah i think i water. think there was like three different scenes with him in rogue one and that last scene was probably one of the best vader scenes oh it was yeah it was one of the best i got chills watching that i was like Holy i crap. did too i did too especially I was on the edge of my seat especially when like he opened the door with that with that last rebel he opened yes. the door and like the, the lightsabers already through him and it cuts through the door too. I'm like, oh. right. That's something I haven't seen before. I'm like, oh, okay. So, 
that's going through the guy and also through the okay that's um that's interesting so yeah that that whole that whole scene gave me chills and was also really just amazing right um i think i might have covered all the stuff that i wanted to yeah i feel like i feel like we i covered a lot that, that i wanted to as well it's, it's... It's um, been a ride. It really has. It really has been, and yeah, I'm sad to see the Clone Wars end. But you know, there's always going to be. I feel like new chapters. Um, hopefully, no more Skywalkers. In my opinion, I'm sorry, people, but no more Skywalkers. Yeah, we do. We do cast. have. Yeah, we do have a a lot. There, there's a lot of ground to have a Star Wars story. Um, it does it. That doesn't involve the Skywalkers. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the Skywalker story. You know, right. from and, and like I said, I even no, I mean like there's other stories, you know, in Legends, and also you got like Knights of the Old Republic, all that good stuff. But we have, you know, there's so much on on the Skywalker story, which I love the Skywalker story. Don't get me wrong, but it's time to move on to a new beginning and, and a new narrative. And there's so much room in the Star Wars universe to do that. So it's not, you know. It's not too much. Yeah, it's. It'll be, you know, just hire. Honestly, like I said, like I said from the very beginning, Dave Filoni and George Lucas. Just those two. Just get those two together in a room. Have them write down a bunch of stuff, you know, the different. In a different era of Star Wars that doesn't involve the Skywalkers at all, please. How do we and know then... that they already haven't met up, though? Oh, don't get my hopes up. <laughs> don't get my hopes no, up. No, I mean, they, they probably cast, did. The yeah, cast, they, maybe, they maybe probably the did. Season, you know? They probably did, but um, either way, I, I want I want them both to be in a room and then pick it, pick it like a time era. And then start writing for that time era and make us a new beginning for us to, you know, experience a story. I just had know. a thought. Star Wars. Broom Boy. A Star Wars story. Oh, no. No, we're going to talk about Broom Boy. Why? For anyone who, like, for anyone who, who do doesn't get it. Do anywhere with it. For, for anyone. Do I, honestly, I did touch up on that in the Roar podcast. I, yeah, I, I heard that. I I, I heard it. The and the, it back I, up. the idea the idea of that whole scene with the, with the broom boy is the I agreed with it. I'm gonna be honest with you because it gave you the same original feeling as you were supposed to get from episode four because oh, episode because it's four the last Jedi and it's it's not really because there's other force wielders out there. No, my whole thing is. Episode yeah. four was supposed to give you this feeling that anyone can become a hero. So from the very beginning, we see Luke, who is just a moisture farmer, whatever that means. You know, he, he farms moisture. It's it's the weirdest concept. He farms but, you know, water. He, yeah, he farms water, which makes sense in Tatooine, but at the same time, it's just like you know, going into it and like what? Um, right, right. You know, moisture farmer, and then you meet Han Solo and Chewbacca, who are smugglers. Then you meet some, well, there wasn't that much that happened with Obi-Wan, you know. But by the end of the movie, you see, you know, the moisture farmer and the smuggler get medals from from a princess. 
You know, the whole idea of the story is to say that anyone can become a hero. Right. And that's the same way with The the Last Jedi, is that most people see the Jedi, or most of the audience sees the Jedi as heroes, as the the battlers of good. So this random boy, of which I believe he was like a slave, or he was working on like really low labor, um, is force sensitive and could very possibly become a Jedi just gave you that exact same feeling as you know what you're supposed to in episode four you know right episode four and and for for those of you who are typing in the comments I know Luke is of a blood that's really strong with a force I'm just saying for for episode four alone that's that's the feeling that you should have gotten from that movie until episode five came in and said you're you're the son of the most feared man in the galaxy you know i'm just talking about episode four the film itself from beginning to end right you know but yeah so Uh, i I, like i said i'll i don't want to give ryan johnson any credit don't get me wrong i think that he (laughs) slaughtered Star Wars, but, but if I say anything good about him, you know that it's true. Because I, I don't want to get him. Because that whole film, I didn't like ninety nine percent of it. There's only that one percent that I agree with. Right. Um. But is that to say that I want a broom boy? Is, is that to say I want a broom boy story? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying I got the scene. I, you, I, I understood the scene. I understood why the scene was there. I don't want there to be a series off of it, though. Just keep the scene where it is, and it'll be fine. Right. But it really has been a wild ride this whole season. Sad to see it go, but like I said, there. I, I don't really don't think there's that, plenty of potential for more there stories. Is plenty of potential. Can I can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah, of course. That one lady who said in an interview, we would love to make more Star Wars movies, but we don't have enough, uh, what's the word? We don't have enough uh, to go off, material. Material to and, go off of. And it's just and, like... And I don't remember her name. I Kathleen Kennedy, I believe. Yeah, that's it, that's it. And who is she? Do you know I, she's some, I think she's some, like, executive from Disney. And it's just we'll like... Look it up right now. That's my whole thing with like Disney is that they're trying to make money now, and I get making money, but there's just there's just less passion in making art now. You know, it's she's just... the president of Lucasfilm. Good lord! Oh jeez. But yeah, like I, I get I get she's making money, but there there's just there's just no passion in it anymore. You know, we, we see the same thing with video games as well, but that's kind of off topic. It, it's just. I don't know, man. Oh, in 2012, October 30th, 2012, she became the president of Lucasfilm. So she hasn't been one for very long. And the brand manager of the Star Wars franchise. But if if Lucas, George Lucas, were to gain control of that again, do you think he obviously would be... Um, outrank her wouldn't he obviously i don't know that's all a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo that i i don't know at all 
See, I'm Lucas. I'm not brave enough to go into politics. <laughs> Lucas doesn't own Star Wars anymore, unfortunately. He sold it all to Disney. Right. So, but he did say that you know they wanted his help, and he would he would come back because they wanted his help, only if he would gain full control of it again. You know, rights and everything. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know if Disney will, I don't know if Disney will do that. And I know that George Lucas, I've heard stories just like any other director is a bit arrogant with their ways. You know, they want it their way. I I, I already knew that. And and I, I understand like sometimes they could be a bit like, like Stanley Kubrick and the shining, what he did to the shining. I didn't like. And the reason why he did that was because they, he wanted it his way. I didn't like that whatsoever, but in case of George Lucas, I get that completely for number one. And number two, I do want to see that happen, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, hopefully they, they work that through. Hopefully. Yeah. But until then, it's, it's a voice crack. Um, (laughs) Until then, uh, I think we're done. I think we're done. Do you wanna? Do you wanna say anything before we uh, close out? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to thank everybody that has been watching or more or less listening to this this season. I'm gonna call it season one for our stuff. I think, um, even though we might do Star Wars, more Star Wars stuff later. Yeah, season um, two. The, the like, topic. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was just gonna say that would be like season two or season whatever you know if we decide to do another show yeah the the, but, the uh, topic and release dates for season two we're, we're currently talking about that behind the scenes we don't know exactly what we're doing but we have we have a small idea well we have several small ideas of what we're doing uh so we'll, we'll announce that on, on our twitter once we figure out what we're doing for season two you know as far as release dates and topics uh, and i'm sorry i interrupted you jordan go go ahead no, you're fine you're fine i just wanted to finish and say like thank you for everyone that was watching our podcast this season um you've been a great help good support thank you for subscribing and liking our videos and commenting as always um just thank you overall and hopefully you stick with us through next season yeah, I'd like to. I like to add on to that as a as another thanks. Any like, any comment. I remember I got, we got like a few positive comments in the past, and it just it motivated me to start going again. You know, there was once once we uploaded because like that whole sound trap, the 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 whole sound trap thing just made me not like the podcast at a certain point where I was just like, this is way too stressful. But once we started uploading them to YouTube and we started getting like certain likes and certain like positive comments on like, okay, people are starting to like this. The reason why we're doing this is to entertain people, you know, and if we can, if we can entertain you guys and that's, that's what the main goal is. So any likes, any, any comments, even, even, uh, criticizing t- uh, comments, you know, saying, you know, maybe you should do this more, maybe you should do that more. It, it helps us in the long run. So any type of comments, any type of support is greatly appreciated and it does help the channel out a lot. Uh, so basically just thank you for 
everything that you you guys have done to support that. So unless there's anything else that you want to say, Jordan. No, I think we're I think we're all set here. All right, this has been the Chaotic Corp podcast, the last episode. We are coming out with two bonus episodes, one next week and another one the week following. So I believe that's the 15th and the 22nd. Um, the one next week, the subject is still pending. It's probably definitely going to be Star Wars related. And the one on the 22nd will be uh, about the Mandalorian. And we're going to have a special guest on uh, for that. Uh, we also do we also do uh, Mixer. We, we stream on Mixer. I'm sorry. We stream on Mixer. You could follow Jordan here at Hot Pocket. Oh, I messed that up. At Mixer.com slash Hot Pocket. And you can follow me at Mixer.com slash Apollo the King. I'm going to repeat that because Jordan spoke over me. You can follow me at Mixer.com slash Apollo the King. Um, and we also have a Twitter uh, you could you tweet us or follow us at chaoticcorp127 for any announcements on any future videos, any anything that we do. I have a uh, Resident Evil 3 coming out, sorry, ep- Resident Evil 3 episode coming out tomorrow. And we also have another Star Wars, we, me, Jordan, uh, another YouTuber called AlphaScorch62, and one of Jordan's friends, Karaj or Tenkar. Uh, we all got on Battlefront today and played. And we have that uploading at 4 o'clock today. So by the time you're even listening to this, that's probably already uploaded. So I hope you guys enjoy that. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And thank you for a an amazing first season of the podcast. So may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you guys. Thank you. <laughs>